Hello and welcome to another installment of The Scrum. It's a podcast we do at WGBH News, chewing the fat about politics and occasionally political media. We are here right now at the St. Patrick's Day breakfast in South Boston, actually outside the breakfast, and I'm joined not just by my colleague Peter Kadzis. Peter, hello. Great to be here. But also by Gin Dumpsius of, what's the proper institutional affiliation, MassLive? MassLive.com. MassLive.com slash Springfield Republican and Lauren Dzenski of Politico, Massachusetts. Yeah. Politico, yeah. what's the? Sorry, I'm screwing I mean, up these. It's, it's similarish, but Politico, Massachusetts. <laughs> Politico we keep it in the state. Politico, the empire. <laughs> yes. All right. So we I don't want. I know you guys have work to do. I don't want to keep you too long, but I want to hear what struck you about this year's breakfast. Linda Dorsina for his second time hosting the breakfast. What do you think worked? Third. Okay, third all time. of you. All of third. you knew that immediately. The. Time. The picture of Deval Patrick and Linda Dorsinofori over there should have tipped me off. All right. Um, so what struck you as effective, ineffective, weird, especially cutting, especially humorous? Lauren, let's start with you. Uh, I was looking for more Senator Brian Joyce laundry jokes. We've only seen like two so far, which I think, you know, is for the best. I th- normally we see jokes kind of beaten into the ground, and I'm kind of glad that that hasn't. Uh, lots of legalizing marijuana jokes, yeah. uh, as well as Governor Charlie Baker saying that he endorses Maura Healy for governor in 2018, uh, indicating his kiss of death endorsements uh, with right, everyone right. else that he's basically endorsed so far. But, you know, acknowledging publicly Maura Healy potential 2018 uh contender can you by the way just refresh for our listeners and for people like me who who can't remember if for example someone's hosted for three years or two the brian joyce dry cleaning scandal involves what exactly so senator brian joyce uh, was investigated uh and uh, gone after by the feds uh a lot of this was predicated around uh, a globe story about him getting his dry cleaning uh i don't know again, again uh, done for free yeah, again yeah. and again and again yeah again you want to hop in yeah, it's uh, well. I I thought those jokes. I got got a, the the ones that were uh, said got a lot of ooze in the crowd. There were there were some folks who were like, "Oh God, they're going there," mm-hmm. um, and it kind of shows that it, this is still very much an insidery crowd. You know, where it's that everybody's friends, everybody's Democrats and Republicans, but they're all Beacon Hill uh, politicians and aides. So when Charlie Baker comes up uh, allegedly late to the podium, hauling a huge basket of laundry, and then says, "I was hoping to drop this off with Brian Joyce," everyone is shocked that he had the the poor form to mention this absurd scandal that's well, I, I think that's some of it. Also, the federal investigation is still ongoing, I believe. So I think it's still it's still very fresh for for a lot of the folks in the room. All right. Peter Kadzis. Well, no, I didn't give you a chance to say what you dug. I just got you uh, uh, talking about Brian Joyce's dry cleaning scandal. What did you like today? What didn't you like? What left you scratching your head? I thought uh, Marty Walsh's Adele parody of uh, Hello. He did he did a he did a play on the bromance he has with Charlie Baker. That's um, a, a platonic love between two men, two straight men. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I assumed I assumed this was a this was, uh, well known, but uh, the 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 good relationship they have. Uh, he he uh, made a whole video about how uh, uh, based on the Adele uh, video uh, music video about. Uh, him trying to call Charlie Baker and them coming together to bring GE to Matt, to Boston. Let me let me say, and I think I may be um, unusual in this reservation. I thought that was very funny. I, I loved the fur coat that he wore, but I also thought it was one of those things that went on like thirty to forty percent too long. They stretched it out for the full song, and at first it was hilarious, and then by the end it was kind of like. Okay, let's move along. It's the breakfast writ large, though. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's everything kind of just uh, keeps going and going, and it should probably be a, in a much smaller venue, uh, probably not on TV as much, 
but that's the breakfast. It's kind of it's kind of grown into this very big uh, event. Plus, also that video uh, had uh, footage from the playbook breakfast with yours truly, and also the bromance was on full display. So, if if that was worth the extra thirty to forty seconds, I think it's worth. That's it. a fine point, and I believe it was you <laughs> asking the governor if he would endorse the mayor, and he Correct. said, I don't know. "And he didn't answer." Yeah, the, Peter I mean, Kansas, you're missing the point. Everyone is Churchillian at this breakfast, so time is of, of no. Um, I have to say that um, the first breakfast was great because it was packed with tension. And, you, you know, the... the, the, the and Linda Dorsina for his first time hosting? Yeah. Uh, one, you know, a, a state senator from Dorchester who happened to be black. Um, you know, the um, Bill Lenahan failure to hijack it. it it was packed with tension i thought the second one last year was um too long too too long too self-indulgent too boring today i don't know it, it it's a nice sort of family affair yeah you know it, it's this this uh, a gaseous quality to it that you know um uh some might think it's trichillian others might think it's like you know uncle windbag in a wake <laughs> But um, it, it, it seems cozier. But, you know, to me, what's always interesting is what's not mentioned. And what hasn't been mentioned, the name that I, I find really lacking is Tito Jackson. You, you know, this is especially a state house. Yes, it's a state house breakfast, but it's so Boston-centric. And, you know, will Tito run against the mayor? Um, it, it's, there's been no mention of Tito. Tito's a non-person. Lauren and Ginn, do you think it's weird that Boston City Councilor Tito Jackson hasn't come up in there? Uh, I might still be uh, too early. You know, it's like he's up for re-election, and uh, Marty Walsh is up for re-election in 2017. I think I think we might we might see more of that stuff shake out the, the closer we get in. I mean, at this point, I think there there is like a rich vein of material uh, material at the moment. You've got Rattlesnake Island, where the state officials want to put a bunch of rattlesnakes on an island. That was yeah. a Brian Joyce joke too, right? Yes. Charlie Baker suggesting he yes. Okay, so go ahead. So putting him on uh, Rattlesnake Island as a, I think was it a, a, an official to to keep it in charge there. But uh, so I think I think usually when they have a lot of material like that especially on the surface it makes it it makes it easier for the politicians too the, the thing about politicians too we reporters we love conflict right we like we that's kind of what we gravitate towards politicians don't really like conflict uh above the surface for them it's all and they want it to be under under the rug um and and for a breakfast like this um when it's not really an election year for for most uh, elected officials they, they'd rather not uh, get into that kind of stuff lauren what did you think of uh senator elizabeth warren's appearance I mean, she she nicely, you know, touched the presidential stuff in terms of saying that uh, what the uh, the crowd had the diversity of a Sanders rally, the the young people or college students of a Clinton rally, uh, and the combined blood alcohol content of a Trump rally. So you know, and you know, didn't pull her punches in that regard, uh, which I think people were refreshed to see. Ginn actually was able to catch up with her afterward and got an, an elusive Elizabeth Warren comment. What did she have to say after Ginn? So I asked her, uh, everybody's been kind of wondering who she's endorsed in the presidential race, and I asked her, uh, you know, who'd you vote for in the primary? The primary was uh, 19 days ago, um, and uh, I assume she voted in, in Cambridge. Uh, and she just said, you know, I'm not ready to endorse yet. And I said, well, okay, well, why? And, and she said, I think the Democratic primary is doing its job. Uh, very similar to her answer on CBS a few days ago. Um, so the interview where she dodged like ten questions in ninety seconds. She did. Yeah. she did. And I actually, I had to, I had to chase her down. I had to, I had to make sure that there were no other exits that she could duck out of uh, as she was leaving the breakfast because uh, she left uh, I th- very shortly after her uh, her uh, little spiel. Yeah, she yeah. 
was like the second person to speak and you know Gin runs up and runs around the room to, to try and make sure that the exits were sealed. I saw Gin doing that as I was sitting on my butt staring in a bovine <laughs> way like what's happening and then you had to explain to me that he was going to try to get Warren. Peter I think you mentioned before we started rolling here that there was something else that you had expected to hear mentioned or that well, mentioned or that you thought it was striking was not mentioned? Well I, I didn't really think Tito would be mentioned but it's a good talking point. The other thing is, um, I, I, I thought, um, as usual, uh, Lynch's, Congressman Lynch's riff was, to me, the funniest, him with his big Trump-esque hands. But, Making a reference to Mayor Marty Walsh's but, troublingly small hands. Well, right? right, but what no one pointed out is that mayor, the mayor has moved into Lynch's district. And in, in Dorchester, there's... All this speculation, which, by the way, I think is just idle, you know, that he's in Lynch's district. Does that mean he's going to run for Congress? I don't think so, Um, at least not in the near future. But that's what I mean about the. But in a way, I think that's what makes some of these jokes funnier. I mean, all I could think of while Lynch was doing a great job of lampooning mayors, yeah, and you're not mentioning that he's moved into your district. Let's let's throw that topic to Ginn and Lauren because you guys are uh, both Dorchester Reporter alums. Could you see Marty Walsh someday running for Congress? I mean, he's he's... He said that he, you know, specifically isn't interested in running for higher office, at least right now. But I don't see why not. He's quite young. You know, what do you do after becoming mayor? Uh, And, you know, it doesn't seem like he would ever want to be mayor for life. Well, and actually, sorry, again, I just got to note that in his uh, video, you know, everyone's presenting novelty videos at this breakfast. And he made some jokes about his, uh, you know, the narration was, I'm just an average dude from Dorchester. But then there were all these images which indicated his lofty ambitions. Um, does something like that lend credence again to the idea that he might run for Congress one day? Or is that attributing too much significance to something which is just supposed to get laughs? Well, I, I think I've been on the record thinking or saying that he's he's uh, probably going to run for, for Congress. I think that's I think that's what he wants to uh, do eventually. Um, and I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure if he's on the Lynch or Capuano side. I, I think that where, where he he and Senator Forey live on the same street, actually, and um, uh, or at least a, around the corner from from each other. And I think that line there is the, the line goes. Uh, you, um, you know, I I could be wrong. No, so I, I mean. It, but in, in in any case, I you know Go ahead. I, grind my <laughs> reputation into the ground. Just grind it right in. Peter, we should note as a Dorchester native from which parish? St. Gregory's. Too. Yeah, same neighborhood. Yeah. See, I was born, but I moved to Quincy. So born born in Dorchester, moved to Quincy. Um, see, see, that's the beauty of of distance, being dispassionate. <laughs> Um, so, so uh, I, you know, Marty Walsh is also. I just like to point out he is a legislator. Uh, uh, that's where he sp- he spent 17 years in the legislature, and I think that's where he's the most comfortable. And I think uh, you know, being mayor, being CEO, um, that's been a learning curve for him. And Congress for him would be a much it'd be probably a, a fit more comfortably than than something like a CEO position. Lauren, I see you nodding your head. Do you agree? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Just to track back a little bit uh, to to the Tito Jackson reference, he is sitting on stage, uh, but I don't think he's actually supposed to speak. But um, I mean, every single, you know, city of Boston elected basically is, is up on that stage. Well, that to me makes it a little weirder that no one's even given sort of a passing mention to him. It wouldn't even need to be running for mayor, just him being a thorn in the mayor's side. You don't think so? I don't know. I, I think that the Tito Jackson thing, at least right now, is a little bit overblown. Um, you know, when if and when he really starts making noise and really, um, 
you know, starts, I mean, he, he's not necessarily pulling his punches with the mayor, at least with the Boston Public School stuff, but, you know, really getting out in front of it and really getting organized. Um, and, you know, who knows, this time next year, uh, next breakfast, you know, maybe half the, maybe it'll all be Tito Jackson. All right, I got to get each of you three, and then we should probably wrap up, uh, keep this short and sweet, but do you think that uh, a year from now, that we will be sitting here watching everyone joke about how high Charlie Baker's popularity is and how cozy his relationship with Mayor Marty Walsh and the Democrats in the legislature is. Peter. Um, I don't see why not. Um, you know, but I guess I'd have to say I don't see why not. All right. Fair enough. Gin, what do you say? Uh, I think, I think yeah, there'll be, there'll be jokes about how close he is with everybody. He, he makes a proactive... Um, effort to maintain good relations when he's in, you know, he's going through Speaker DeLeo's district. He sends Speaker DeLeo a text, you know. Uh, he sits down with Democrats regularly for all the, the you know, mailers or whatever saying, you know, Democratic corruption on, on Beacon Hill um, uh, with, with Baker's signature on them, I believe. Um, he makes a huge effort to cultivate a very solid relationship with all these Democrats because he needs them to get anything done. Lauren, what do you think? There's a lot of Democrats outside of Beacon Hill who are very much hopeful that his approval rating, specifically being upwards of 80 percent, is not a talking point next year. Yeah. Well, one other thing, too, is Baker's a Republican, but there are many Democrats in the legislature who, who have strong Republican tendencies, especially when it comes to supporting small business, because small business men and small business women are often very important to the legislators. And I think that's what Charlie Baker has in common with them. So that, that, that's, that's why. Will, will his ratings be that, this high? Maybe not. But, you know, so far he's been the Teflon governor. All right, that is going to do it for this instant analysis, deep read of the St. Patrick's Day breakfast. Peter Kadzis, Gin Dumsius, and Lauren Dzenski. Thank you all for, uh, I was going to say something profane, shooting the bleep. Thank you all for chewing the fat. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks for having us. And thanks for listening to The Scrum. As always, I'm Adam Riley. We will talk to you again soon.